I said ultimate goals, which is like where I ultimately want to end up in life. Yeah. 10 year goals, five year goals, three year goals, one year goals, 90 day goals, monthly goals, weekly goals, daily goals. Now for a lot of people, they're like, oh my God, that sounds ridiculous. How can you have so many goals? Welcome to the Get Real About Business podcast, where we uncover the real deal about automation, getting leads, retargeting and sales funnels. You know, the stuff that'll actually make you money and doesn't empty your wallet. Get valuable, actionable information from me and other experts in the online marketing space, which will boost your business beyond its current boundaries. Prepare for some hot tips today. I'll be your host, Clive Maloney. Hey, welcome back. I'm Clive Maloney, and this is episode 17 of the Get Real About Business podcast. I am so excited you're here today because I've got a very special guest for you to meet. Now, if you've been here before, you'll know how this works. Basically, every episode is designed as a little mini training session so that you can walk away with something that's going to be useful for you as you implement and grow your business. Sometimes it's about marketing strategies, other times systems and operations you can put in place in your business. And sometimes we delve into the psychology behind what it takes to be successful. And it's this last point in which Will Polster, my guest today, is going to be speaking about. Will is a great guy. We've done some work together in the past. He called me up out of the blue one day looking for a little bit of help with something he was working on. And uh, we did a bit of work together. And since then, we've stayed in touch. Will is a really interesting guy. He's a fellow NLP practitioner. In fact, as I record this today, he's actually doing his master NLP practitioner course. So I think he's on about day four or day five at the moment. And he works with a range of different people to help them work on their mindset and what it takes to be successful. Today, we're going to be talking about how you can achieve anything. The principles that Will teaches and his coaching style enable you to achieve just about anything you want, providing you're willing to do the work. Now let me read you Will's short bio because that'll give you a good picture about what he does. It says, Will works as a mindset strategist and aims to empower you to be able to fulfill your full potential in life and make it happen. In fact, that's the name of his website, Make It Happen. As well as assisting you in achieving your goals in your personal and business life, he aims to heighten feelings of confidence and self-belief. What we know is that confidence and self-belief are really, really important factors to be successful at anything, particularly to grow a business. We talked about that back in episode eight, where we covered assertiveness in action, getting more of what you want. So if you want to find out more about that, then go and check that out. Uh, I'll put the links to that in the show notes page. But Will is a really interesting guy, and I see him posting on Facebook and running events. He does a lot of stand-up speaking engagements, and uh, he's always got something really wildly useful to share. On that note, I mentioned to you a moment ago that each of these episodes are designed as little training sessions. When I deliver a training course face-to-face, we've got people in a room with me, then I always get them to make notes. I say to them, the shortest pencil is better than the longest memory. But here's the thing, you don't have to do that today, because what I've done is I've gone through the interview with Will after I've recorded it, and I've made some notes for you. So what you'll see is that Will covers a lot of stuff. He talks about a four-step process. He talks about a new version of SMART goals, one that is way more powerful than the standard version of SMART goals that you might be familiar with. And he mentioned some other things as well that I'm sure you're going to find really, really useful. So what I've done is I've made some notes for you in the form of a cheat sheet. And if you want to get your hands on that, just pop over to my show notes page at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 17. So you can either 
pause this right now and go grab that, or you can grab it at the end. I'll remind you. Will is very generous with his tips today in the interview. So what we're going to do is we're going to dive straight in just when we get into the action. Here you go. This is Will Polston. My goal in life is to empower as many people as I can to unlock their full potential and make it happen. It's something that really sits with me. And, and that's what I essentially get set out to do every day when I wake up. Excellent. Love it. And one of the things that's always interested me about you since we met is that you're somebody who's always looking to work on your own peak performance yourself. And I've seen you do a lot of stuff. I've watched you on Facebook and different things that you do. And I know I've spoken to people who've been to your events and they say what an inspiration you are simply because of what you're doing in your life. And that's very interesting to me. And we were just talking before we got going about sort of how we must be congruent. And that's definitely a point to, to come back to. But as you know, today's all about finding out or picking your brains in terms of what we can do in order to be more effective within our jobs as business owners, as husbands and wives and parents and all of that. Essentially, what we want is a better life, right? So where do we start? If we want a better life, if we want to be at our best, if we want to get more done, more productive, where do we start, Will? At the end. We at the start. end. So yeah, we start at the end. And so I, I very much talk about outcome thinking and having the end in mind. So a lot of people get very caught up with where they want to go because always what they're thinking about is the next step. Like, what do I do next? There's so many routes to take. Like, what one do I want to go? So if you think of, um, and I, I've never used this analogy, but I'm, I'm going to use it. I'm sure in Alice in Wonderland, there's a point and Alice in Wonderland gets to a point and there's loads of different routes and roads that she can go down. I could be wrong and I could be completely making this up, but I think I'm right. Um, <laughs> but it's like, let's say, let's take Alice in Wonderland out of it. Let's imagine that is the case. So you're standing there and you've got 10 different routes to take and only one of them is going to get you to the, 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 the gold mountain or the, the mountain where all the gold is, what, whatever that gold might be defined as for you. Yeah. And, the easiest way to do it, if there's only one route that gets to the goal, the easiest route is to go to the gold mountain and work backwards. And okay. That's essentially what I mean. So what we're doing is, is identifying what it is that you want in the long term and then taking those steps backwards to the present day. And that way we find our first step. Okay. Well, that sounds very interesting and practical. But what does that mean on a very real sense? Because I might decide, look, I want to be the next Anthony Robbins. I don't, you know, he's a great guy, but he's not me. But if I did want to be the next Anthony Robbins and I wanted to be on stage in front of, a, I don't know, 100,000 people, whatever, if that's what I want, how do I work my way back from there? Okay, cool. So um, let's maybe you, so the majority of the listeners listening to this, I believe, are, are business owners. Is that right? Or aspiring business owners? That's right. Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. so let's, let's make it relevant to the listeners because this isn't about me or you. It's about the listeners, right? So exactly. um, let's let's say that you have a business at the moment or you, you, you want to have a business and it's not quite where you want it to be. So the first thing that I would say is, right, let, let's fast forward. So you could fast forward as far as you want. And for argument's sake, let's just pick three years. So... Yeah. What I would say is let's look at four different metrics of, of how that business is going to be in, did I say four years or three years? Let's just say three years. So in, in three years' time, how do you want that business to look? So visually, what's going on with that business? How does it look? What are logos like? Where, where is the location? Where's the premises? What's the uniform like? Um, isn't there a uniform? Like, What's the visual representation of that business in three years' time? 
then how uh, are you as the business owner going to be active and how are your staff going to be active? So what, what is and, and what type of operations is going to be going on? What type of things are going to be happening within that business at, at that particular stage? Um, then I'll talk about how you're going to feel. So how are you going to feel? Are you going to, be, are you going to feel stressed? Are you going to feel overwhelmed? Are you going to be are you going to be content knowing that if you want to go to work, you can do if you don't want to go to work, you don't have to. Um, how are you going to be feeling emotionally with regards to certain things like finance and these other aspects? And then finally, what, what, are, what are you going to say and what are, about yourself and what are people going to say about you? So you might be saying that you're really proud, you're really confident, you're really grateful that you've achieved what you've achieved. But then what are people going to be saying about you? Are they going to be saying those same things? Are they going to be saying that you, you, you went out there and, and achieve what you thought was impossible? Um, are people going to be saying that you're an inspiration because of the things that you've achieved? Um, and then what maybe your customers going to be saying about you as well? You know, if you were to um, overhear your customers, for example, and you're around the corner, you ever heard them talking about your business, what sort of things would they be saying about your business? Would they be saying it's the best service they've ever had? They wouldn't ever think about going anywhere else. Or would they be saying it was mediocre or they were the cheapest? Or would they be saying that it's the most value they've ever had or it's the most expensive, but it was the best money they've ever spent? So what type of thing? So that, that gives that creates sort of quite a holistic view of what the future could be. And that's the start. Okay. Um, so it's really about visualizing and thinking about uh, what that's going to look like, what's going to sound like, what's going to feel like. And that's going to set you with your goal. And one of the things that I noticed you did there is that you, you said three years. Rather than my example, I want to be the next Anthony Robbins. The truth is, Anthony Robbins spent decades getting to where he was. So is three years a better time period to aim for? So personally, so I actually say no. So I just use three years as an example. But when I set goals, and, and I've got um, uh, what I call my goal folder, um, which is, I, I do. I said ultimate goals, which is like where I ultimately want to end up in life. Yeah. Ten year goals, five year goals, three year goals, one year goals, ninety day goals, monthly goals, weekly goals, daily goals. Now, for a lot of people, they're like, "Oh my god, that sounds ridiculous. How can you have so many goals?" But the the, the fact is, they're all stepping stones of each other. So yeah. my ultimate goal of where I want to get to. Is, is just the grander version of what my 10-year goals are. My five-year goals are smaller versions of what my 10-year goals are. My three-year goals are smaller versions of my five-year goals and so on and so forth. And what I'm doing is I'm just chunking them down, I'm breaking them down so that it comes down to something as simple as, and, and you, you may remember the, the conversation, so I, it must have been probably 18 months ago that you and I spoke down and we were, we were having a chat. and. Um, I was talking about things I wanted to do and I've, I've gone and done some cool stuff since and literally the very next step was call um, a uh, what they called uh, um, an autoresponder business That's right. um, and um, I just call them up and get it bought as simple as that that was like the next step so I had this massive vision of where I wanted to get to but the very next thing was I needed to call a company that deals with autoresponders so I could start sending emails to people about what was going on and start collecting data and doing all of this different stuff. So that was, um, yeah. And so what you've actually done there is you've mapped out the whole of your future. You started at the end, you've worked it back, and you set all those different waypoints along the way. 
And if we think about like big businesses and how they work, they set targets to the organization. They have KPIs and things that allow them to know that they're getting where they want to go. Yeah. Do you think this is a major problem with small business owners and entrepreneurs? Do they, do they not do this? Um, I think some people are fearful of it. I think some people, are fearful, some people just don't think that far ahead. You know, this whole like live for today, you don't know what's happening tomorrow. Like, yeah, I get that. But my view is plan for the future, but live for today. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes we can make the mistake of getting into the habit of thinking, well, I just need to be appreciative of what I've got and the universe will show us the way. Uh, you know, I, I kind of like that mentality, but it's up to us to design our life. We need to take control of it. So that does mean thinking about what that life is going to look like and working it back. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And then there's other elements that come into that. So once you've created this vision as to, to what it is and where you're at, I mean, I personally do it a slightly different way round. Um, so I, I, when I say begin with the end, I do begin with the end, but I actually start with why. So yeah. why is it that you're looking at doing what it is that you're doing? Like what? And, and Simon Sinek is, is great. If you haven't heard him, start with why. Um, great book to read. Or it's actually a TED talk as well that you can listen to, but it's it's all about understanding why it is that you're doing what you're doing. Because if you have a big enough why, you can overcome almost any how. Once you know your why, you can create this vision, whatever you want this vision to be. It could be like I've got an out there vision, like most people put me on level with being insane. But um, in, in terms of, of the reason for it, is because I've got a massive why. So every single day, when times get tough, when it gets difficult, the reason that I'm willing to continue to strive towards this vision. It's because of my why. And my why isn't about me. My why is about others. So that's how I then continue to go on and, and develop that and, and work towards that. For, for me personally and from all of the people, I'm a bit obsessed with studying successful people. Yeah. And um, I've, I've, I've got a, a very incredibly successful uh, uncle, a couple, couple of them actually, and um, – uh, I've obviously they've been around me for a lot of my life and I've gone and seen what they've done and I'm, I'm obsessed with, like, I, I love connecting with people that are successful in any capacity, whether it's in sport, whether it's in business, you name it. And, and I just want to get inside their heads and quite often I do, um, whether it's sort of becoming friends with them or interviewing them or studying them in the form of books and blogs and podcasts and whatever it is to just understand how these people think. And um, yeah, that's one of the things. Excellent, excellent. So start with why. I'll put the link in the show notes page for both the TED Talk and the book. And yeah, that's a great book. Now, you, you mentioned about that you had your own why. I kind of want to ask you about your own why, but also alongside that, when you come up with your why, is it something to share? If you want to share it. Like personally, I'm quite happy to share it. Um, for a lot of people, and it was interesting, I was actually having this conversation last night at, at one of the events that we had with, with one of the, the key speakers, and we were also talking about people's whys. We've got two drivers. We've got a driver to move towards pleasure, away from pain. Your pain, your, your driver to move away from pain is far greater than your driver to move towards pleasure. So more often than not, your true purpose, your true why will be as a result of some form of pain. And... Lots of studies have shown is that that's typically happened 
at some point up until your teens. So it's either happening in your early childhood or in your teens for the majority of people, and they can they can link it back to that, and that becomes a driver. And that's what happened to me back in 2013 is that that come unlocked. It was actually a I thought it was something very different, but very closely linked, and it unlocked. I cried with happiness for 15 minutes, and uh, I, I, when I realised this, and then since then I made this decision of what I want to do, and over the last couple of years I've, I've been taking sort of more and more action towards it. So, yeah, fantastic. Could you share us a little bit about your why? Yeah, sure. So, look, long story short, um, it, it's through my dad, and um, like I've got ma- massive respect for my dad and my family. But when we were a little bit younger, there were certain decisions that were, were, were made that had an impact on the family, and uh, particularly on myself. And, and obviously, when you're that sort of age, you don't necessarily understand everything of what's going on. You're not very aware. But that particular emotion on, and feeling of the pain, but not just seeing the pain from me, but seeing the pain and the suffering that it caused other members of the family made me ensure that I will never put my personal self in that position again. And I, what I will do is... I will make sure that I become the very best version of myself and by becoming the very best version of myself every day, constantly striving to unlock my potential, I want to be able to do that for myself and be able to do that for others. I love that. It's a very personal story. Does everybody's why need to be personal like that? or Does it need to be? Um, great question. Does it need to be? Because not everybody's had a significant life moment that they can point to or, or certainly that might be a top of their mind. So how do they find their purpose? Oh, believe, believe me, this wasn't at the top of my mind. This wasn't something like I said. This was buried deep, 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 deep down. And yeah. in fact, it sent me the same situation, sent me off on a completely different tangent for my life for 10 years, like really different tangent. Um, and it was when I identified that, it's like, right, this situ- situation happened and it's almost as if you could imagine like um uh how, how's the best way of describing this if you could imagine like the bottom of a v and the bottom of the v is like the situation happening and it just splits off into totally different directions okay. one directions is what i followed and the other one was actually what my, my my purpose was and um and and yeah once i've connected with that i was like right okay this is where i'm at and i'm, I'm not majorly spiritual and i'm not sort of i know there's a lot of sort of business owners in here, they're maybe not necessarily spiritual and, and sort of into the whole woo-woo personal development side of things. Um, some might be, which is great, and, and, and there's elements that I, I take on and use. But um, for me, it's about once you have connected with that, then it, you, you know because it becomes a, a game changer. So um, do you need one? I don't think you need one, but everybody has one. Everybody has one. Everybody has one. A lot of people haven't identified it, and there's ways of identifying it. Um, it's something that I, I do with a lot of people, and the effect that it has is is literally life-changing. And, um, yeah, it, it opens up. For a lot of people, their why is – I mean, I haven't got any kids um, yet, but for a lot of people, their why is just their children and their family. But – I think that, that it gets bigger than that. I think there's something bigger out there for everybody, and um, it's, it's being able to have that impact. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, I really relate to that. Uh, certainly for me, my big why goes back to a time when things were really difficult financially for us, and we were very close to, to losing the business and losing everything because we were so struggling in the early years of our business, or I'd say our, my business. 
And uh, it was only really case when things hit rock bottom, but I was lucky enough to find somebody who could make a difference for me that I decided that I was going to go out, I was going to kind of change my emphasis and then do what I'm doing now. And it's great that in a way that I went through that life experience because it informed my purpose going forward and it's given me a lot of motivation, energy to get things done. Not everybody has had a very significant life event like that. What I hear a lot is people saying, yeah, well, I just want to make more money. And personally, I found that money is not a good motivator in the long run. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree. And, and that was essentially what that, that, that particular event sent me a tangent of doing. So long story short, I, I believe that money is happiness. So I went off on this tangent of, of, and I was that kid, you know, the one at school that was like always bringing in something, selling it, ducking, diving, doing whatever I could to make a few quid. Um, I mean, I remember when I was 15, at the time I was, I think I was 14 years old, 14 years old, I started working in a bar. They thought I was 16 and I was, I was like, this kid, like even at 14 years old, I had like so much cash. I'd go to like my friends would be given a fiver from their parents, all learned legally, I'd say. Well, I say legally, I was working in a bar underage, so I guess it wasn't, but, um, I was, well, what I mean by that is I've got like drugs and crime and whatever, but yeah. um, I'm so money driven. And like my friends would be given a fiver by their parents to get the bus up to, to town and uh, buy a McDonald's. And I was sort of walking in and buying, walking to town and buying a, a new pair of 100 pound trainers every week, you know. So, but I, it was all about myself and I was doing all these things because I believed that that was what made me happy. And then in my very early, tw- I got involved in investment sales in my very, very early 20s. I was doing very, very, very well for myself financially. And, and, and then, like I say, when I had this realization, like everything changed, and I was like, actually, do you know what? It's it's not. It's really, really not about the money. Um, don't get me wrong. Like one of my highest values is choice, and money does bring choice. It gives you the ability to have choices, but it's certainly not the be one end all. If you're not happy without money, you won't be happy with it. If you're not happy without money, you won't be happy with it. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. It really is. So once you found your purpose, whatever that is for you, you decide that you're going to go out and do this. You've got your why. A lot of people decide they want to go into business. And yeah, and I, I get the bit what you were saying before is that we're led to believe that money is the most important thing. And I think society mm-hmm. teaches us that. And also I was thinking as you were talking there that those successes are a bit like a, what's it like? You get a buzz from those successes, don't you? And so that can just keep you on it, thinking you've got to work it, work it, work it. What are the things that will stall you? So we set out, we're going to go on this massive journey. We want to create a life of purpose and uh, a great business. What's going to stop us from getting there? Uh, Fear, ultimately. Um, Fear. Yeah, fear, ultimately, um, is, is the main thing that it comes down to. So fear is one of the primary primary drivers that stops us. But there are a, a number there are a number of things ultimately that are involved. So in terms of giving what you want, so your your own belief system that's that's essentially where we're at as well as your your belief system and um, and fear. But again, that all boils down to your, your belief system and your own identity, which ultimately your own identity is a, um, a form of uh, like ultimate belief. Anyway, so yeah, it's your belief system, because that's essentially what fear is born from. Your fear is a result of a limiting belief. Okay. 
So we hear a lot about limiting beliefs and fears, and yeah, I, I get it. We've all got worries and concerns. But what can you give us some practical examples about how we might decide that we want something in our lives, yet we end up sabotaging ourselves? And what can we do about it, Will? Okay, so practical examples of when you want something, but you don't think that you don't achieve it. Okay. Um, practical examples or practical things that can be put into place to overcome them? Well, let's start with an example about where somebody might go wrong, and then if you can give us an idea or two about what they can do to fix it. Okay, fine. So, okay, so I can't grow my business any more than it's already grown. So they might be hitting a glass ceiling for whatever reason. They just can't. They can't seem to break through that particular situation. They can't. They can't grow it any further. That would be that would be one of the different things. And then, so that's obviously good for people who've got business and the aspiring business owners that are listening to this is that they just can't possibly leave their job because they need to have that money. They need to be working Monday to Friday in order to be able to pay the bills. Yeah, absolutely. Those are great examples. And I, I get it as well, because I speak to people in those situations, and they feel that if they could just break out of that, but they can't, they're trapped. So what can we do about it? So for me, what, what I always do is then take a step out of the situation. My coaching philosophy, so as, as you know, I operate as a coach, and it's something I'm very passionate about, has it's got three areas to it. So clarity, action, and accountability. So first of all is we get clear, like clear, where are you right now? What's actually going on for you right now? What's the situation in that respect? And we get clear on what the other options are for you. So so many people that they think, so let's say um, – Oh, but I'm hitting a class ceiling and there's nothing else that I can do. And it's very, very difficult to sit. I mean, let's, let's face it, just take us as human beings. If it wasn't for mirrors, how easy would it be to see ourselves? Like, oh, it's not very easy. Would it? If it wasn't for mirrors, like in today, in today, so let's take a step back. So if it wasn't for phones, it wasn't for video, if it wasn't for mirrors, how would we see ourselves? Uh, by what other people tell us, I suppose. By, by what other people see, right? Yeah. So we're very fortunate in today's day and age is that we live where we've got, I've, I've got the pleasure of seeing you right now and uh, you've got the displeasure of seeing me right now. Um, <laughs> but we, we, we're surrounded by always knowing what we look like. But go back years and years and years and years ago, they didn't know what they looked like. They wasn't aware of it because they couldn't see it every day. Or maybe when they were standing by some water and they would look some water, they get like a, 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 an image, but even then it's not going to be crystal clear. Um, and what happens is when we get into business or we, in, or we get into life is that we're not actually looking at ourselves from the outside in to really see what's going on. Whereas once you start looking at that and you start seeing other options rather than what you're just seeing, then you start to see other possibilities. So it's like coming outside of yourself and looking back in it, what are the other options that are possibilities? Love it. Love it. Excellent. Now, in order to work on that, obviously, somebody can go hire a great coach like you. But could you give us perhaps an exercise or, or some practical things that we could do on our own time where we can start making some progress in this area? Yeah, 100%. So um, there's a really, really simple four-step process that you can use that will enable you to achieve whatever you want. Right. That whatever sounds great. Four steps, and if you click on the link below, you can buy it for ten million pounds. No, I'm joking. Um, so, uh, so it's first of all, know what you want. So, like, know truly what you want in the way that, that I said about before. So, how do you want to look? How do you want to act? 
What do you want to say? What do you want to say about yourself? What do you want people to say about you? So all of these great things. You started creating, you created this vision. Yeah. Know why it is that you want to go out and get it. Um, then start taking some action towards it. So regardless of whether you feel nervous, whether you feel scared, or all that, no, so start taking some action towards it. Right. So you're getting some form of result. Because as I think Michael Jordan once said, um, it might be me and Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% of the, the shots that you don't take. Oh, yes. So you can start taking some form of action, then start checking in with the results you're getting. So you, you set out with where you wanted to get to, and then, and this is sort of coming back to what we were saying before we jumped on the call, is that I believe everything in, in life runs on spectrums. So if you think about light, you think about sound, it all runs on spectrums. And I believe going from where you are to where you want to get to is also a spectrum. So you've got where you are right now and where you want to get to, and there's a spectrum. Yeah. And somewhere along the line you're on it, and somewhere along the line there is where you want to get to. So what you then do is you identify what are the results that I'm getting right now. So this is where I was. This is where I wanted to get. What are the results that I'm getting? Where am I on that process as it stands at the moment? Have I gone further back towards what I don't want, or have I gone nearer towards what I want? Now, if I've gone nearer towards what I want, I might not actually have got there as quick as I would have liked because in today's day and age, you want everything yesterday, right? Yeah. Like the impatience is something that um, so many of us have got. A lot of that I've laid technology on, but that's a whole other story. So it's because working on how much closer are we getting to, or how much closer am I getting if I'm doing this to where I want to be? And then it's a case of just tweaking that approach. So it's tweaking it, constantly refining that approach, constantly changing the direction of, uh, of what's going on. And, and funnily enough, I, I actually wrote a, a post this morning on, on my social media um, about, so I, a few years ago, I, I decided that I set a new goal. I wanted to buy a plane. So I've done some of the standard stuff. I've bought the house, the, the car, and I wanted to know, because at this point I was really materialistic. I was money driven, you've got to remember. So yeah. I, was, um, I was like, right, I need something else. I bought a house now. I bought I bought a car. I think it was 22 at the time. And I was like, right, I need another goal. Something I can trust. I want to buy a plane. There's no point in having a plane if you can't fly a plane. So I need to learn to fly a plane. So let me go out and learn to fly a plane. So I started to, to do my uh, pilot's license, private pilot's license. And one of the things that is quite interesting when you learn to fly a plane is that you think, well, it's easy. You just start off where you are, you go to where you want to get to, you're in the air, there's no distractions, there's no roundabouts when you think you have to drive around. You just sit. Yeah. That's obviously not the case. You're constantly tweaking and adjusting because of the weather, because of the wind, and you're always having to constantly realign in order to get to the end result of where you want to get to. And I think that's a great analogy for life and business is that you have a goal of where you want to get to, but you've got to be constantly tweaking and refining that. Sometimes it's going to speed you up a little bit when you're being slowed down you might have to, to change your angle and come in at a slightly different angle in order to maintain speed but ultimately um, it comes down to constantly refining that process and if you continue to just follow those four steps and over and over and over again eventually you'll get to where you want to get to yeah i love that let's just go through that four step process again the first step is know what you want and that means having a really clear vision for what that is what it looks like feels like sounds like and ultimately where you want to go Step two is to start taking some action. Look at one or two things that you can do right now, even if you're not going to finish the whole thing, but at least start getting going. Step three would be check in with your results. So look at what you're getting right now. Are the changes that you're implementing working? And then you've got step four. That's, which... Sorry to interrupt. That's key there, what you said as well. It's not, have I got what I want? It's, are the steps that I'm taking working? Like, am I getting closer? 
because so many people get so hung up on the fact that they haven't got where they want to get, they haven't got the outcome. But for me, it's not about, it's about being, um, have the outcome in mind, but don't be focused on the outcome, be focused on the process. So if I'm focused on the process and I'm constantly following the process, then I'm going to get where I want to get to. But so many people attach their emotional state to whether they're there or not. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but I'm not there yet. When I get there, I'll be happy. Oh my God, for if, if I had a pound for every time I heard that, um, <laughs> so that is that, and it, uh, it's quite cliche, but it is, is, is about learning to enjoy the journey and, and go through that whole process. And if you can wake up every day knowing that you're getting that one step closer to where you ultimately want to get to, then that's great. I've not got a glass anymore on video, so it's irrelevant anyway. But if you can imagine a glass and it's, it's the glass and I'm going to fill it up with water, no glass, no glass in the world can go from being completely empty to being full in an instant. No. If you slow it right down, like you might get some of these super duper machines, but not not a single one can do that in one instant. It, it will, if you slow it and super slow mo it down, it will start from the bottom and rise to the top. And it's the same in life, you know. We constantly, no matter how slow we're going, or no matter how fast we're going, it has to go from the it has to go from the bottom to get to the top. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Yeah, often we're looking at the end result, but what we need to do is notice what results you're getting from the little changes because that's a step forward. So I love that. Thank you, Will. And back to your, sorry, really, really quickly, that comes back to your um, thing before that you said about gratitude and how gratitude, and I couldn't agree more, you know, being grateful. And that's what I was saying about if you can be happy now with what you've got and you're grateful for what you've got now, then when you've got more, that's amplified. If you're not happy now because you've not got it, then you're not going to be happy when you get more. Because if you, that, that happiness is that, that next car, whether it's the Mercedes, the Ferrari, whatever, you get that Ferrari, and guess what? There's a boat and you get the boat. And then there's the super yacht, and you get the super yacht, and then someone's got a, a, a rocket that's flying to the moon. So you're never going to be, you're never going to be happy, you're never going to fulfilled unless you're grateful for what you've got. Love that, excellent. And I, I was just thinking as well when I was starting getting going, I'd had some input around uh, how I handled my consultations because it was an area the whole sales and marketing thing was really, really difficult for me a few years back. And uh, I remember after having some training and some input going away from my first consultation and thinking, you know what, I didn't get the sale, I didn't get the client, but that conversation was so much easier and I felt so much better about it. If I could just keep doing this, somebody's going to say yes. Yeah. So that was your step three. That was checking with your results that you're getting on the actions that you're taking. And step four was to tweak your approach, just to make some simple changes. And I'm guessing that means you've got to be looking at or, or finding some way to measure your results on the actions that you're taking? 100%. So can you give us an example? Yeah, so um, so I, I use, so you might have heard of Smart Goals before. Yeah. So I, I use something called Smart PP, which is my own little variation of it. So Smart, for those that don't know, is specific, measurable, or my version of it is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic timeframes um, in the present tense and positively phrased. So when I write out my goals, I would write them in the present tense. The reason I write them in the present tense is because as soon as you put I am in, some, in front of something, it becomes your identity. Yes. So I am Will Colston. I am sure. <laughs> um, I am whatever it is, it becomes your identity. So as soon as you start setting your goal with I am in the present tense, you start to, it becomes you. Positively phrased because your focus goes, energy flows, rather than saying I don't want to be fat, for example, um, I want to be 
X, Y, whatever it is, or I um, I want to be able to run a mile, or I want, whatever it might be. I, I, I want to be able to have my business turning over 10 million. I don't want to be turning over 250 quid. So yeah, that's that, that's how how I would. Uh, Describe that side of things. I like that. And um, that's just taking that smart goal and taking it one step further. Yeah. When I worked at Essex County Council, there was a HR manager, um, Keir Lynch, who came in. He used to say that with smart goals, they ought to change the S and make S stretching. And I like that because if you're not pushing yourself, if you're not stretching in some fashion, what the hell is the point? Couldn't agree more. I, um, I have a saying, and it's uh, you shoot for the stars. You hit the moon. You shoot for the moon. You hit the lamppost. Ah, uh, <laughs> well, that's different to what I thought you might say. So, interesting. But yeah, so I, I've, I've always set like super strong, uh, strong. I can't say the word. I've set super, super, super big goals, and because you know what, if I set a massive goal and I fall short of it, then cool. You know, I don't think there's anything worse than than setting too low a goal and achieving it. You know, like the majority of my goals that I set, I don't actually hit because I, I set the I set the bar so far. But I'm still so happy with what I've achieved. Don't get me wrong; sometimes I do achieve them, and um, and I tell them. But um, yeah, that's that's how, how I do. It. I'm not afraid of failing, and this is where I have a, a very strong belief that the schooling system is broken. I don't want to get too much debate about it now, but uh, the schooling system is broken because. It has been for a very, very long time. Rewarded people on results rather than on effort. Yeah. Uh, like your GCSEs, for example, or your O levels, A levels, whatever, um, are you're judged on what you get rather than the effort you put in. So you could be someone that's uh, an A star student. You have the ability to get an A star, but only gone half after being got an A. And you have someone that's like gone absolutely hell for leather and got uh, a C, and they literally could not have possibly tried any harder than everything they possibly could. And the person with an A is still deemed a better person than the C in today's current schooling way of, of judging individuals based on academic ability. And I, I personally don't agree with it. Yeah, I completely agree with that. As, as a parent myself, I've had uh, my boys come home and, and say, Well, I've had a C. And, you look at the results and you think, oh, yeah, well, he's got a C. But bless him, you know, he's got an A for effort. So he's trying. But essentially, the one that we tend to value most is the attainment because we think that's what's going to get them there in life. But it's not the attainment right now. Uh, yeah, they might find it academically easy. How much effort are they going to be putting into achieving whatever it is they want in life? So, Will, thanks ever so much for all your points there. I'm gonna, I just want to ask you one more thing before we wrap up. And I just want to come back to what you were saying to me before we jumped to the call about labels and the importance of that. But before we do, it's been great chatting with you. If somebody wants to get hold of you, how do they do that? So um, you can head to Will Polston. So Will, W-I-L-L, Polston, Papa Oscar Lima, Sierra, Taco, Oscar November, uh, .co.uk. Or the easiest place where I think most people head to these days is Facebook. You can search for me on Facebook. Um, Will Colston, and you can find me there, or, or something that I would, if it's okay, I, I would recommend people to do is join themselves to the Elite Network Community, which is a Facebook group that I've got that I'm, I'm constantly posting in, and, and there's a lot of content to myself and a whole array of other people. If you want to find out a bit more there? Great, great, excellent. So I'll make sure that we put those links on the show notes page so people can come and check you out on your group and get connected with you. 
Uh, yeah, thanks ever so much for that. But uh, you were just talking to me before we started about labels. You kind of touched it on it a little bit, um, you know, in our chat right now. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the importance of labels and how we can go about changing our perception on ourselves? Yeah, sure. So like I said before, the thing that holds people back is fear. Very, very quickly, all fear boils down to one of three things, which is fear of less of, less of, uh, less of, loss of, or never having love, ultimately, and not being loved or appreciated by other people. And, and it all comes down to that. You boil it all back, and I've, I've had big, big debates with people on this, and um, it, it does, regardless of what the fear is. And um, one of the things that we, we have in, in ourselves is our strongest belief system is our identity. And what happened is when we were kids, we were, we were like free spirits and we could do whatever we wanted. And then gradually our confidence was chipped and chipped and chipped and chipped away from the majority of us. There's very, very few people that have, have got like massive, massive, like completely open confidence. And even those that do have tended to not had it and then broken through and come out of it. So. Yeah, it's, it's ultimately our identity. So anything that we give as a label to ourselves, like I say, for me, the prefix I am is so powerful. Like the language that we use with ourselves is so, 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 so powerful. I'm a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, so I, I absolutely love the, the whole NLP side of things. I've, I've been using it personally for about 10 years. In fact, coming up next week, I'm doing my, my master practitioner course. But, um, but yeah, our, our identity. So as soon as we label ourselves with something or when someone else labels us with something, we get so it's not saying you are rubbish at your job. You are not fit to be a business owner. You are this. You are that. All of a sudden, we've got an option. We can either just disregard that as a statement, or we can take it on board as a fact. Yeah. And take it on board as a fact, and then subconsciously that gets onboarded as a fact, and then that then plays out in our belief system, and our belief system and our value system of what we decide to do. Our belief system, our value system has an impact on our skills and our capabilities and what we do. Our skills and capabilities have an impact on our behavior and how we operate from a behavioral perspective, and ultimately our behavior is what creates our environment and actually the, the position that we're in at any given point. So yeah, it's extremely powerful. Hey, I'm so sorry about the echo there on the call. Hopefully it didn't put you off too much. I know the audio wasn't great, but Will certainly was. I could talk to Will forever. He's just got so many interesting things to say. And even though I've been kind of around this area for quite a few years, I'm always learning off him as well. So it's brilliant to have him on the show today. And again, I'm so sorry about the the audio quality there. Hopefully you took away some things there. Really interesting hearing Will talk about big why. It's something in network marketing, as Will pointed out, something in network marketing that they're doing an awful lot right now. And uh, if you've done this or if you haven't done this, maybe it's time to go back and, and have a look at that. Now, everything we talked about today, like the four-step process, the SMART goals, everything we talked about today, I've put together in a simple cheat sheet for you so that you can go and get that and uh, you can implement that within your business and within your life. What I've also done is taken the links that Will mentioned there and I've put that on the show notes page. So basically, if you want the notes from today's in the form of a cheat sheet, and you want any of the links or anything else that we mentioned today, or, or to go and see what Will's doing, then pop along to my show notes page at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 17. Before we wrap up, I just want to tell you about next week's episode. Next week is just me and you, and we're going to be talking about the most important results that we all have, We all have the same amount of it, but some people seem to make it go further. And what I'm talking about is time. But this isn't going to be one of those standard podcasts where people talk about 
time management techniques that you've heard before, like writing lists and things like that, which of course do work and are very sensible. But I know the single biggest thing that people talk to me about during my coaching sessions is the fact that they're struggling for time. Whether you're just starting out or you've got a successful business already, there's never enough of it, is there? So what I'm going to be doing is revealing some of the top time management strategies that I've been using and some of my clients use. And I'm going to be teaching you some stuff that you've probably never heard of before. It's going to help you with your paperwork, with your emails, with your follow-up strategies. So whatever you do, if you're one of these people who complains you don't have enough time, and to be honest, I bet you do, then make sure you come back and check out next week's episode of the Get Real About Business podcast. That's it for now. Listen, have a really, really great week, won't you? I'll see you on the next episode. I've been Clive Maloney. Here's to you and your highly successful business.